so, you know, one thing um, we were talking about, you know, especially since the last time we were talking about becoming new creatures in Christ Jesus. And then also we had talked about the sinner's prayer. But as the day went on, I think I started thinking, well, there's a lot more to it than just that. Uh, Like after that, what happens? You know, it's more than just saying the words. There's a whole life shift that happens that, yes, a lot of it is spiritually organic. It will happen as long as you yield to it. But there are certain things that you can do from that point forward to complement the progress and the process or thwart it, get in the way of it, and then you'll find yourself having this weird oscillation of this back and forth of being who you used to be and teetering back into old habits, things like that, and this new creature you really want to become. And one thing that I know the enemy does with us is he's the accuser of the brethren, and he can really start to make you feel bad when you want to start making better choices and you make a mistake you start coming down on yourself. And in the word, that's called Mm -hmm. self-condemnation. And it happens to all of us. Uh, One thing that uh, clearly we need to be honest about is we're we're nobody's ministers. We we are not pastors in a church. This is just you and I sharing who we are as people in our growth. And we've had the same oscillation as anyone else. I think we're at the phase where it's a lot less of an oscillation, which is why the inspiration to make recordings like this is important because people need to know it's not this snap, poof, you're this awesome, yes, and now you profess God to all humanity and you're just feeling awesome all the time. No, you still have things you have to work through. Uh, That mud is being cleared out as that fresh water is coming through, but it's still muddy in there. And there's a lot of things that happen as you grow uh, that are new. And there is that part of you that can be rebellious against it. We are working to have our spirit control our flesh, our flesh, our bodies, our the op, the part of us that operates in this world is used to being the boss. We're used to kind of just doing what we feel, whether it's right or wrong. And there is this shift that happens where you're aware that you don't want to always do the things that you've been doing because sometimes the wrong things become a pattern and you've seen the results of these negative patterns and they don't always start out bad at first, right? but you've seen the results of making the wrong decisions repetitively and how it can compile and become something less than desirable. And you've learned and repeated these things enough to say, you know what, I want to change this person permanently and I want this to be consistent but it's a battle because you've changed and you're changing on the inside but the rest of the world has stayed the same sometimes your friends are not are are the same they're still doing the same things you used to do and you get dragged out and (laughs) and I do mean drag because part of you is like I really don't want to do this but you don't know how to say no yet you don't know how to share the newness in your life or you've tried and there's been a little bit of rejection. And we, part of our chemical makeup is to be accepted and to be loved. And it's a little bit of a challenge as you get fortified to really stick with those newer choices, the choices that you know are the right ones. And uh, it can be a little challenging, so you'll oscillate a little bit. And, and uh, let's be honest, you know, uh, sin usually tends to feel like it's fun. Mm-hmm. when it's presented to you mm-hmm. some of it you is know? you know what i mean some you of know? it is fun you know but again long term when we see the results of the long term pursuance of those activities they usually don't end up good one thing the enemy does is he loves to string you along and then drop you flat on your face 
<laughs> you know, how many of us have been riding high on something that we know isn't the best thing, but we're getting away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, the enemy is like, I got you exactly where I want you because he feeds on your pain. He feeds on the negative. His mm-hmm. whole purpose is to take this beloved creature, who we are, beloved of God, because he hates God. He wants to take God's most precious creation and defile it. And he takes pleasure in stringing you along and showing God, see, they're not all that you thought they were. Yeah. 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 And, and, and then he'll make you feel that way as well. And he takes pleasure in your pain. And yeah, we say he, it, it could be however you want to put the devil, it's fine. But we say he, it just makes it easier. We're people, we personify things. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, the enemy uh, originally was one of the angels, mm-hmm. as we know. Highest and, cherubim. Uh, and the thing is that um, the angels are high, uh, you know, high, higher beings, but they uh, work for God. Mm-hmm. They are not God's children. They work for him. Mm-hmm. But we are God's children. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, we are set higher than the angels. Mm-hmm. Not as far as uh, powers and abilities and all these things. Because, you know, while we're, uh, you know, on earth. In these we, bodies. In these bodies, we are somewhat limited. But it's, that's all part of the exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the fact is that we actually have been given authority over the forces of, of darkness more than the angel have. And uh, God regards us and treats us a certain way because we are actually his children. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the enemy does not like that. Mm-hmm. And he constantly wants to prove God that he made a mistake mm-hmm. by creating us and by loving us the way he does. Mm-hmm. So it's like, see, mm-hmm. see what they did? Mm-hmm. That's your creation. You should have treated me that way. Mm-hmm. So constantly wants to prove God wrong. And unfortunately, many times, you know, we fall for that. But we all know. Uh, those of us who are believers that all things work for for the good for, to, for those uh, that uh, love, God. love God and they're called according to his purpose mm-hmm. which means that even our mistakes ultimately are meant to teach us something so uh, it's not all lost that's the condemnation that talks mm-hmm. in our head that oh, see you know you made that mistake now God is mad at you and there's nothing you can do about it, so he's not gonna help you, and blah 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 blah. <laughs> and, and you and deserve you, it, yeah. You know, you know, and and one thing Satan wanted to, he considered himself. He was given everything. He was like, if if God is the the the, I guess what what comes first? Is it the commander and then the general? What is it, the order of things in, in an army? Yeah, let's see. <laughs> but anyway, God's the top dog. That's the bottom line. God's the top. And, like, Satan is, like, the right-hand man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, the one interesting thing um, that I had, uh, you know, uh, learned is when you think of the angels, um, there was God in the center. Like, if you draw a star with the point at the top, you know, uh, God is in the center of the star and you have Lucifer, which was the top point. You had Gabriel and Michael, the left and the right. Then you had Uriel and, um, oh, who's the last one? Um, Uriel and, oh, there's one more. There's one more. I will think it will come to mind. It'll come to mind. Uh, Raphael, Raphael. And they're at the bottom point. When Satan tried to, he was literally in a place that was so high, he considered himself above God. He started using I statements instead of we. That's how we get when we get a little power. I mean, if you look into the Bible, it talks about how beautiful Satan was. He was 
bejeweled with the most precious stones. When the when Satan when Lucifer moved, it was musical. Like it's like he had his own theme song. This is how dope this dude was. And I do use past tense. And when he attempted to exalt himself above the creator of all things, the creator who created him, as if the creator did not know what his own creation was thinking. Right. You know, he fell. And that's how you get that demonic star. You take that point, turn it to the bottom, and then you have the pentagram. And that's where that symbol Uh, To me, that's what that symbol represents. And now Satan is beneath, beneath all. And that does not mean he's lacking in the same knowledge and wisdom. It's just now he is separated from God. So he no longer knows what the future plans are. He knew everything about God, which is why he does so well at mimicking God. And that's his whole goal is mimicry. It is not being an original He literally disguises himself as an angel of light to deceive. So we can look at something and think it's wonderful, but it is actually a deception. So it really takes learning your word uh, and able to discern the difference between what is word and what is of righteousness and what direction you should be moving and what is a counterfeit and going to take you in another path. And it really takes work. In doing that, which is why we oscillate, because a lot of our mistakes are not done intentionally. A lot of them, we still sometimes have people-pleasing behavior. Sometimes we're still a little embarrassed about our newfound faith. Sometimes we just don't have the support, which is why it was so important for, for us to do these types of recordings to show that it doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of support out there and these oscillations, these mistakes, they are quite normal. And that is also one thing that makes us different from the angels is that we are allowed to make mistakes and still be loved by our creator. The angels were not given that option. They were given a responsibility, a duty, you do it or you no longer have that role. You no longer have that standing. And there is, you know, mind you, I'm assuming being an angel is probably dope. It's probably one of the highest honors. But with what was that phrase with who to whom much is given, much is required. So, you know, you got to step it up. There is no making mistakes, you know, in that in that on that level. So we have the option of making mistakes. We have the capability of speaking to our father who is the creator of all things is what we, who's created us in everything that we move in our being, everything, everything is God. I know we can personify God, but God is everything. He's in everything. It's even in the air we breathe. So, uh, you know, it just gives us a way of communicating about God in such a wonderful personal way, which I believe is why Jesus came is to is to show us how to do that. Uh, God is it is He is the things that keep things in place. As one thing I'm learning is that Lord was a replacement word for the law, and law is not just uh, a legalistic thing. Law is the natural law of nature, the law that keeps the ocean from going past its boundary, the law that keeps gravity attaching us to the ground. God is all of these things. He's the law of everything. And the more we are in balance with that law, we are operating within the whole span of creation. And it's when we operate outside of that law, that is what is considered sin. When we, the, the, the commandments, the word is put in place, just like the ocean has to obey the law of the shore, we as cre- creation, we have a law that is put in place to keep us and everything working together. And working against that law is what creates sin in this world. And we can see 
how we as human beings have broken the law and we can see how it is displayed in the chaotic world that we live in. God took all that was chaotic and created laws for it. And that's what keeps everything in place. Um, I think about with the band, how that that's where I got that quote. It says the master of chaos is the master of all chaos. The, everything was in chaos until God spoke and created laws to put everything that was chaos, the big bang, whatever you want to say that brought the world into being and how it was shaped and all these different things. That was God. It was law. We have all these different man-made visuals of how it is, but it is what it is. And our responsibility is just to fit into all of creation so we operate harmoniously. And that's our only role. And we are taught to work against that. We are taught uh, the opposite of that law. There are certain things that we are taught that help along that. But then, like, I think about kids. When you're a child, you, like, do everything that your parents say. But there's this weird age that you get when you see your parents, they lied or they made a mistake Mm -hmm. or they operate outside of the law in which you believe parents should act and operate and it's very disenchanting. It's yeah. very discouraging. You're like, but wait a minute. Like, you're supposed to love me unconditionally. You're my parent. Which is why a lot of us are having the hurt and pain because we see the law broken in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. From, from, from that to, like, I think breaking the law is littering. Like, when you litter, I am so offended by people <laughs> who litter because it's against nature it's against the law of our purpose to live in connection and respect of nature nature takes care of us gives us everything we need and all we do is just throw our trash like to me when i see people like that not only are they broken they are lost like they clearly forgot their purpose well it it, it goes back (laughs) to that uh other um uh, byproduct of the enemy being in control of this planet, mm-hmm. which is giving us a sense of separation from everything mm-hmm. and ownership. Like we can just treat the the earth however we want. Well, it's like having <laughs> trying to have the cake and eat it too. It's like, well, God said that He gave mankind uh, dominion over over everything on the earth. Uh, but then I want to have that, but I don't want to be responsible. You know, mm-hmm. so you want the cake and you want the benefits, yeah. but you don't want to be responsible for upkeeping, which is actually the reason why God gave us dominion over everything is so that we can be stewards yeah. over it. Yeah. Like not so that we can just mistreat it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were the best kept last because we're the ones that got to not only enjoy all of it, we were supposed to care for it as well. And that really trips me out because if you look at the earth and how it nurtures, it nurtures us like a mother with their child. Or our parent. Let's not leave the dads out. We love our dads. I love my dad. Right. On earth and in heaven. You know, but, you know, it's like that, like, uh, who, who, I don't know who we were listening to, but we talked about, or maybe we were talking about it with how when you're a kid, you know, it's like you want to be independent and you want to do things your way. So it's like you get an instruction from your parent and you don't want to do it that way. You want to rebel but then you still want this person to care for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't want to do it your way, but I still need you to pay my bills. Right. Uh, I don't want to do it your way, but I need you to buy me clothes. I need don't, you to feed me. Don't question me about where I go, but I'll be back tonight and I'm going to be yes. sleeping in my bed. In, in the bed that you've provided for me. <laughs> you know, and that's how we operate with the planet. It's like we want to mistreat it, but then want need it to take care of us. Like to me, it's just the most absolute highest form of ignorance and it just goes to show we have highly intelligent people yeah and they do the most ignorant foolish things and it just blows my mind which means book smarts does not equate intelligence you could have the highest degree and be an unintelligent human being and have no wisdom yes because wisdom is imparted by God, given. yes. You know, now God did give us give us the 
ability to exercise our minds and use our intellect to uh, enhance the to, kingdom to have the pleasure of discovery discovery it's uh, one of the fun things of life which is why we all love games mm-hmm. you know we all love games no matter what age we all mm-hmm. love games or sports or things that allow us to stretch ourselves and use those muscles those abilities uh, so even the idea of science mm-hmm. I could see God smiling like I I want I want to give him the opportunity to figure these things yeah. out. Yeah. It's you like opening I mean? up a gift that that your parent has given you. They know what it looks like. They know what they bought. They know what they put down, you know, if we're going to, you know, even though it's pagan, you know, let's go let's go with a well, no, we don't have to go with uh that. Um I was going to say Christmas, but that's pagan. Let's not let's just go with birthdays. Yeah. You know, let's go with birthdays. The parent knows what they bought you. They know yeah. what's in the wrapper. Yeah. But their biggest excitement is watching your reaction when you open it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's a beautiful thing that God gives us. He gives us these wonders that we have yet to unfold. And I just, you know, it just makes me so passionate about how we how we use them. And that's the thing, actually. You said something like along the line, almost like as a continuation of what you said. So the parent has that initial uh, a pleasurable moment of watching the kid open the gift. Mm-hmm. But then the parent has the ultimate satisfaction in knowing that once the, the kid opens the gifts and is excited initially, then they actually use oh, the gift. Oh, yes. Like... They use it. No, they don't just take it and be like, oh, this is nice, and then put it on a shelf mm-hmm. and be like, and then you're like, okay, I bought that for nothing, really. But if the child uses the gift, then you're like, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that reminds that that definitely I can identify with that because we literally just had, you know, to throw out things. I mean, I know um, my daughter, you know, she, 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 constantly want stuff and then like she asked for clothes i'm like you want new clothes go in your drawer like she has this thing where she wants to wear the same things all the time she has favorites and she'll wear like the same not that she'll rotate between the favorites but she'll wear the same thing all the time and then ask for new clothes i'm like if you want new clothes go in the drawer and buy wear the stuff that you were bought that you haven't worn yet there are a lot of things that we throw away, give away, because she just has not appreciated them. And it was to the point where when she asks for stuff, I'm like, no, I'm not getting, <laughs> I'm not getting you anymore. Yeah, right. You don't appreciate it. And mind you, it can be like that in the kingdom. You know, God is not to be mocked. God is not to be taken advantage of. God knows us better than we know ourselves. So, but he gives us free will to display our higher or lesser selves. And at the end of the day, what what is beautiful about relationship with God is even when you choose the lower, the lesser, the the least beneficial option, you can still change your mind about that. And that's what repentance pretty much is, is changing your mind. Correct. And doing things a better way with the leading of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, one thing we, we, you know, so it's not to, 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 and and all of that is to lay the foundation when we were talking about what you do after you accept Christ, you know, what is next? And we talk about the gifts that we're given. Life is one of them. When you are a new creature in Christ, you have a whole brand new life to unwrap. Correct. Like you do not have to go back to any of the past things. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, let's be realistic. If you still have the same job, yes, you have the same job, you know, like not everything is completely erased, but you have the capacity to live this life experience with total new eyes. Uh, and you can make different choices and when we when we do that it creates a whole different ripple effect cuz what you put out there what you reap what you sow you will reap but you begin to sow differently 
which means what you get back, what you reap will also be different. Can you, um, we, we were looking at, um, one, one author we really enjoy, um, is, uh, Rick Warren. Sure. So we read a lot of his texts, uh, and one scripture that we super love, uh, that we thought were relevant to share with you, if you want to go to it yourself is Ephesians one verse 11. And yeah. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. So pretty much living your life for Christ, all he all you have to do is start moving in that direction, start reading your word, and start really letting the Holy Spirit work in you. And what you are created for will begin to slowly manifest. It's not something that happens overnight because there's a lot of you that has to shift in order to be in the right alignment with that purpose. And you may find there's certain things that you're already doing, like there's certain inclinations you have, like we talk about our vocations and how there was always that small seed in us early, like you talk about with your music. Uh, There was, he was pretty much always inclined to music, to, to play the guitar. With me, I was always inclined to care for people. I always had this thing of looking out and, and, and wanting to help people be their best selves. And that actually grew into somewhat of a ministry. And this still unfolding because we're still in prayer about how to specifically orchestrate all these things together. But I can't say the process has not been fulfilling. In being obedient and moving, we've experienced more joy, more stability. Not to say that we don't have challenges, but even the challenges become more manageable because we have a different perspective of how life happens in order for us to grow. So even the challenges are opportunities. They are no longer just something that is meant to bring us down. And I mean, I think the thing I don't enjoy the most sometimes is it's always something. But I think that as I grow, even those somethings will be less. They may be more powerful because I may be in a better position of influence, I would hope. But there'll be bigger fish to fry. It won't be minutia and tiny little petty things. I think that the challenges, they will match my level of growth. Right. So that's, you know, still something to look forward to is even my challenges won't be the same. There'll be something to match the level in which I'm meant to achieve next. Um, And everything starts with God. Everything starts with God. And God, God knew us from the very beginning. We were always here. We were always here before we were in these bodies. We existed with God, just like every particle. All we are are a compilation of particles and light and atoms and things crashing together and making something that we see. And we've always existed. And right. we've just materialized on this plane. Uh, and we, you know, there are many different ones, but this is the plane in which we operate. But before that, like I think we were talking about um, manifestation and how everything that we see in this world started as a thought in someone's mind. And we ourselves were conceived in the mind of God. So God knew exactly what we and who we were are when we before we even materialize our responsibility is to bring it forth just like we were talking about the guitar and how when you play a song the sound begins in your mind then you have this instrument that you use to bring the sound out of Mm -hmm. where in this case we would be the guitar we would be the instrument in which the 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 idea is in God's mind and we are the instrument that brings it forth. And that is what 
purpose really is, is bringing forth what God had already intended for us to produce. And it's, it's, it's not a mistake that you're here. Everything that brought you into being has been orchestrated. Just like anything that, like this table that is sitting on this phone in which we operate through, you know, and, and make our phone calls and stuff like that. You know, all of these things were thoughts with a purpose. And as soon as it's manifested, it has a responsibility. And if it doesn't operate with its responsibility, let's face it, if something doesn't work, what do we do? We replace it. Or we, we replace it. it, it it's thrown away. So when you don't operate in which in, within the calling that you are created for, it makes life less enjoyable. Not to say that you just disintegrate or you die, but let's face it, there are a lot of people living subpar lives without joy. People are depressed. They're killing themselves. These are, to me, evidences of living beneath your calling. And I'm not talking about mental illness things like that. That's a whole nother topic. But I do believe there are certain types, uh, if not all types of illness, come from some level of operating less than purposefully. Now, I'm not talking about people who are born with certain disabilities. That's a whole nother topic because they still have a purpose. Because sometimes these individuals are meant to teach us something uh, of how to love, how to be, how to, because sometimes I notice like when you have uh, a, a child, you want that child to be perfect. Everything operates, but say you're born with a child with a disability, you know, that does not make that child less purposeful. That child is here to bring something out of you, to change you in some sort of way, to show you something. And those around that child, you know, not just the parent, it could be the ripple effect of that child's birth and how it affects the parents, how it affects society and all of the movements. Every being has a purpose, even the cats. You know, I think about the cats. We had these little crazy little cats, you know. They have a purpose. They have a purpose. And they respond to love. They respond to fear. Like, these aren't mistakes. So, when you are changed, you know, it's a process. You want to attach yourself with people who help to build you up in the word. If you, you know, there's many churches out there. I mean, I would suggest you visit a couple churches and see, find out what that church is about. Some churches are more community based. Some churches, you know, are more uh, about the internal workings, whether it's, um, you know, productions. A lot of people are really big into the performances of the praise and worship and the dance, stuff like that. You got a lot of online churches, on YouTube churches. You know, I'm not knocking anybody's churches, but you have to make sure that they operate fully from the word of God and don't distort it. You also want to make sure that they they minister to your spirit because part of the role is that it pulls more out of you if you're in a church that doesn't make you want to do more in it or excite you enough to go out and share the word I would encourage you to you know really do the research to find a place that does that because also those are going to be your peers they're going to people be the people that hold you accountable when you fall short I know I want people in my life that if I'm operating in a way that's beneath the things of righteousness. No, they don't condemn me, but they say, hey, what's going on with you? You know, you accountable. Yeah. What's going on with you? Like, I noticed this. Not to make me feel condemned, but to say it, we're supposed to operate in truth and love. So, you know, if... Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I know, you know, we're married. You know, if I, I have my moody days, you know, if I'm... If I say something that's unkind, you know, I feel convicted by it. You know, and I will apologize, you know. 
Um, And I think that's really what the Holy Spirit does in you and those around you. You know, if, you know, if I, if I I observe, you know, a mood with you, I'll say, what's going on, you know, or, you know, that's usually, you know, try to encourage, you know, to do and operate and think in a more loving, more righteous way. Um, And when I say righteous, I mean as according to the word, not higher than thou or anything like that. We use those words, you know, to convey certain types of ways of being. But all these words are interchangeable, operating righteously, operating with the right manner, with a higher thinking, you know, of considering yourself and others, that type of thing. You know, um, we think about how... Um, in uh, pop culture, movies, things like that. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we see this narrative, this uh, storyline slash plot mm-hmm. that, it, to me, is something that, you know, those feel-good movies, like those stories that have to come from a deeper place because they mimic or at least they provoke us to think in the terms of who we are in relations to in relationship to God, right? Mm-hmm. So we we have been talking about what happens after you're saved, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that movie of the kid who was an orphan living in the streets begging, and then somehow he finds out that he's actually the long lost son of a prince or a, a king, mm-hmm. and now he's brought into the palace. And you want he wants to still operate in his old ways, you know what I mean? Like he walks in the palace and like steals an apple. He's like, dude, this is yours. Mm-hmm. Like the whole place is actually yours. You don't have to steal that apple. Mm-hmm. Right? So now when so once you realize that you are indeed the son of God, mm-hmm. first of all, imagine how safe you feel how protected you feel, how you now, you you have a sense of identity. But not only that, now you find out that your brother is Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, yo, okay. So uh, then you realize that not only that, you actually are going to inherit all of this. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, uh, don't worry, you know, they're going to assign to you uh, you know, teachers and tutors and blah, 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 blah. You are going to be developed to be your best self. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be taken care of, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So you find yourself in this place where you have this amazing things happening to you, but also at the same time, you understand that there has to be a lot of changes that have to take place Mm -hmm. in order Mm -hmm. for you to fully walk into that. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is what it's like Mm -hmm. to to start to live as somebody who accepted Christ. Mm -hmm. It comes with both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. beauty, the joy of being, to knowing that you have God as your father and he just adores you. He's mm-hmm. head over heel over you. Mm-hmm. And he loves you like that. Mm-hmm. And and everything that comes with that, you know. And but but then with the responsibility that uh I cannot be the same person I was before. And you don't do it from a legalistic standpoint. Like you don't do it because you're supposed to. You do it because you want to. You do it because you can't even enjoy like you're not going to run around the palace with dirty feet. That's just not going to go down, okay? Mm-hmm. You have to wash at this point. You have to purify yourself in order to you, for you to be able to sit on, 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 on that throne, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you're not going to be able to enjoy that kind of life, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's on earth or beyond. Yeah. You know? I think the challenge, though, is, like, uh, one thing I don't <laughs> want to give the impression is that uh, once you accept Christ, these things don't just miraculously appear in your mind. Like we're saying this now, you can agree and be like, yeah, yeah. Like what I know when we watch the sermon, we literally are inspired and then go out in this world and are like, what? W as they say, WTF. We don't, we try not to curse no more y'all, but you know, 
a WTF right, right. with people. Are you yeah. kidding me right now? Like... Even if you want to operate in righteousness, recognize this world. And not everyone, but this world is meant to challenge. This is the this is the training ground. So it's not going to just be, you're not going to walk out and be like, everybody, I'm saved. Somebody's going to be like, would you shut up? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like right. it's, 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 it's levels to it. And in all fairness, it's it's going to be a challenge. There's going to be times where you can operate 100% in who you are. And that's going to be with those who understand the shift, other people in the kingdom of God, other people that are, are in your church or in your spiritual community. They're going to understand. But a good majority of the world, our responsibility is to share this message with them because they don't know. So a lot of your interaction is going to be with people who don't know what you know now. They have not accepted the Holy Spirit. They do not have the Holy Spirit living within them. They don't know this newness. Part of your responsibility is to be that reflection. And that is not always the easiest task. And when you are out here in this world, you can be girded. You can say your prayers in the morning. Go out in the world, get in traffic. Somebody didn't honked at you, flipped you the bird. You know what I mean? You have a rude exchange with your boss. And all these bombardedness, bombarding types of emotions and of a fallen world. There is so much out there that this is why staying in the word, reading your word, having community is so vital. Because out here in this world, you are going to come against everything that goes against what you know to be the truth at this point in your life. So I don't want to give the impression that it's just you walk in the palace and you're a new person. You walk in the palace and you have, like, I think about when you're a kid in the palace. That's kind of what we are. We're kids in the palace, you know. I mean, I think about when I think of the movies, you think about the butlers and the maids. And, you know, they have tutors and stuff that come in. You have to have people that go, no, you don't say it like that anymore. This is how you speak. And there's also this humility that you have to have with recognizing that you have to be yield to this shift in order to be effective to minister to others. I couldn't stay in a in a in a place where I'm like, okay, you cross me, I'm just not dealing with you anymore. I won't talk to you, I won't speak with you. That doesn't minister. Even though I may find some way of justifying that in my flesh, that does not reflect Christ to others. So I had to learn more love. I had to learn forgiveness because I will cut you off and I'm good. But then I found myself extremely isolated. I found myself lonely and still angry because I still was not delving into my word. Like there was certain things that I had to learn and yield to that I was, it was against my, my bodily, my fleshly, my programmed nature. We are programmed in this world to make more than somebody look at each other as beneath them, look at each other as different races, colors, sex, and to be above or beneath or work to be above some other group of people, to see ourselves as different. When we are all part of one body, the only thing that makes us different is the outside. We all come from the stars. And there is no different variety of star. But you can, by how much you yield, how much you absorb, and how much you allow yourself to shift, you can change the quality of your life. And how much you yield will determine the quality of your experience. My The quality of my experience now is different than the quality of my experience 10 years ago. I still loved God then. But I was still oscillating a lot more. Now my oscillation is more so in personality because 
I really don't take a lot of crap from people. And I've really learned to be a little bit more understanding of what someone else could be dealing with when they operate from that negative perspective. I have to learn to see them as wounded as opposed to, you know, they ain't worth my time, you know, type of thing. I also have to then find that love within myself because I tend to absorb that negative and then become negative myself. And that's really a trick of the enemy is to steal our joy. The enemy can use people just to steal your happiness. You can make strides in the kingdom, but the enemy will literally place someone in your path and he'll use the people closest to you. We can all be influenced. We can't be uh, infiltrated. Once you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, there are no other spirits that can come within you and make you operate, but you can be influenced. You can have a thought planted. And the more that thought is planted, you think it's something you think on your own and you will draw that conclusion. That's how the enemy works. He'll whisper things. He's the prince of the principality of the air. He'll whisper things and you think that they're your thoughts and then you start to act on those thoughts because that's how things manifest through thought. So that's why they say the battlefield is in the mind the more you grow because the outside, you can be prepared for the outside, but it's in your mind that then the real battle happens because now you're learning to divide the word for yourself. The more you read, you can say, I can slice through this and I can see this is God and this is not. We had a great question. uh, You know, I hate to make it so current, (laughs) but they said, how do you know God isn't in something like, uh, you know, medicine? We'll just keep it general. How do you know God isn't in medicine? And... I didn't, uh, my comment was, I can't say God is, is, or isn't in medicine. God gives us wisdom. And I believe God gives people the wisdom to create these medical breakthroughs that we have. But one thing God isn't is imbalance. So when you take a breakthrough and force people to do it or not do it, that's when I start to question the godliness of a thing. Because God is balance and God gives us free will. So if something that is a medical breakthrough is then used to wield power as opposed to balance, that's a whole different ball game. And you can use that for any choice you make. We need to see the balance of the word in a thing to know that it is God. Yeah, and I wanted to add with that, along with that, you know, uh, God promised us that by making us the way he made us, he gave us the ability to discover, learn, develop. Mm-hmm. And that goes with science, medicine, everything. everything. But then he said, by all means, if you can do things yourself, do them, please. Mm-hmm. Don't be lazy. Don't be uh, complacent, Mm -hmm. but for anything that it goes beyond your own strength, I will do it. Mm -hmm. I will do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So things that you are, they're out of your reach by all means, uh, call me, call on me, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. rely on me, trust me to take you where I can go, where you stop, where your own ability stops. When you're for those things that you are not in control of, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Remember that. But the ones that you are in control of, yeah. act with integrity, act as mm-hmm. the child of mine that you yeah. are, and just yes. do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that goes with medicine. Like, we know there are, uh, me- we are medicines and medications and vaccines and all these other things for certain things that are going on in the world right now. Well, yeah, like. If you are somebody whose immune system is compromised, there's medicine for you because somebody was inspired by God to use their abilities and their mind and intellect and their mm-hmm. training to discover and develop these things. So God is in everything. Yes. Including yes. those things. But now, 
don't start to think that because you have those abilities, now you are God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay? what I think. When I hear mandate, <laughs> the first thing in the word is man. And that, to me, is manipulation. You know, you, you put it out there and let God do the rest. God can inspire and, for, and, and he can do the rest. So my thing is, when you start manipulating and mandating, I don't see the movement of God in it. Now, that still gives us the wisdom to look at things as a whole, look at all the facts, look at what works and what hasn't, give things time to develop, and then we should have the wisdom and discernment to choose what is of righteousness. And we will do that as long as we put God first in every decision that we make. And we'll just leave that at that. But, you know, when you are transformed, you will feel the leading of the Holy Spirit moving you in certain directions. It is not the most complicated of things if you yield daily. Every morning, every moment you get, stay connected, stay in prayer, stay encouraged, stay connected to those who help to build you up, stay reading your word, find a church or a group of people. Ideally, you want to get baptized because that baptized, it's all, baptism is also a sealing of the covenant. It, it is a action that you take that demonstrates being reborn and it signifies so much and it's also something that even Jesus had done himself he was baptized and the Holy Spirit dwelt with him and we know that because the word says it so I would encourage you to get baptized and really just start to connect and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in all truth I encourage you to stay encouraged and again it's not the easiest path but it's a path worth fighting for and working every day to live within it so you know with that being said once again it's always a pleasure to share ourselves with you we are growing every day and we're not perfect either but we just are thankful to have that passion to connect with others who are like ourselves because at when we were young in Christ we did not have these things so we just thank you for just taking the time to to vibe with us to to listen and we welcome any positive feedback the truth is what it is so we're not going to debate it but outside of that once again until next time be blessed and have a wonderful day God bless you.